Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Sunday, October 11th, 2020. So it's getting down to, getting to crunch time. I think the deadline for certain states to register for voters is either coming up really quick, and some states it's already passed. It is, uh... In a few weeks, do we give a collective sigh of relief? Or do we... Does the tension build even further? That, that is the question. You know. So much... You know. So many things to deal with in life. And then when you have a government that's deliberately and willingly and openly and you know, boastfully working against the people, um, you know, just, just sort of adding an extra level of stress and tension upon us, the people, for no good reason, you know, and there's so much other things that are, you know, tough about life, you know, living in the day-to-day -day grind, they're just sort of adding to the tension, just sort of because they get some sort of short-term gain out of it or something you know it's um, but that's not even really the worst part of it I think the worst part is that there's you know millions of working-class people that are sort of supporting it you know it's like I, I don't really understand what they're getting what they're getting out of it you know um, like what what's going on there I think it's, you know, it's, you know, society becomes susceptible to a propaganda and huge portions of the population are getting their information from propaganda sources purely and solely. Um, it creates certain enemies in their minds, you know, and so it's that classic divide and conquer style approach and that's what... You know, the uh, current form the United States government has become, you know, uh, and mainly the ruling party. Although they only represent a minority of the population, uh, they do have majority control in the federal government, and uh, in the Senate, and in the executive branch, and now in the judicial branch as well. Um, yeah. Um, but it's basically sort of creating certain enemies, you know, anyone who's a leftist or whatever, or whatever that means, liberal or something, it's sort of against the country. You know, if you, if you, uh, you're for progressive values, you're actually like a socialist or something, you know, just sort of demonize everyone that's against their particular view. Um, now... The ruling party, the controlling organization, it's important to remember. It's, it's good to have a kind of a steady drumbeat when thinking about that particular organization, the Republican Party, uh, the grand old party, Republican National Committee. It is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. That is what they do. That is their primary objective. That is what they do. Talking is something different. That's called rhetoric. Sort of saying things, you know, 
doing it is something different. And so what politicians actually do is, is the, the lawmaking part. You know, what, what do they actually do while on the job? What laws do they get passed? What laws do they prevent from being passed that may protect the interests of the people and, and such? You know, what laws do they pass that only benefit wealthy people? You know, and how much time did they spend creating said law? You know, the Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. That is what they do. And again, in order to achieve that objective, they must talk about other things beyond, you know, tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. You know, they have to convince millions of people to vote Republican under the guise of other sort of principles. Principles that I, as a leftist, quote-unquote, support. Small government, minimal taxation, individual freedom, and liberty. Yes, yes, yes. I'm for all those things. Yeah, I love a small government. That is what I am for. I don't really want a government up in my shit. You know, that's, that's an oppressive government, and I don't like that at all. Um, yes, I'm for universal health care and free education and stuff like that, and making sure that the roads are paved and the bridges are not going to fall apart when people are driving to work in Wisconsin one day. You know, that's kind of, that happened a few years ago, you know. I was working at Thriving Financial for Lutherans, and their headquarters is in Wisconsin there in, um, or no, Minnesota? I think it was, you know, Minneapolis, yeah. A bridge fell down, and people died, because, you know, repairs weren't done on, on a bridge, you know. Wealthy people got more money, yay them. But, but a, br a bridge that just needs to be maintained, you know, you got to look at it every once in a while. You got to do repairs and stuff, you know, there's engineers that do that kind of thing. It's a job. Um, yeah, you need people to be able to do that kind of stuff. It's real important, you know, that the, uh, infrastructure is maintained. You know, that's a, that's a very primary basic objective. It's very important that the people that do that work get, you know, treated with respect and dignity as well and can earn a decent living. Making sure that everything that needs to work, works, you know. Donald Trump certainly ain't doing any of that shit, you know. He's just some wealthy asshole, you know. Inherited a shit ton of money. Yay, Donnie, you know. Good for you, Donnie, you know. Inherited $400 million dollars. He won the lotto. Yeah. You have a friend that wins the lotto. and is, Are they now your financial advisor or something? You know? <laughs> like, you're going to trust them to be president because they won the lotto? Just think of Trump in that way. He's, he's a guy that won the jackpot. He was born wealthy. Yeah. And what better guy, <laughs> you know, to get the nomination by the Republican Party than Donnie. Donnie Trump. Good old con man Donnie, going way, way back. I mean, fuck, before I was even born, I'm 40 years old. Famous con man. F 
famous for being a con man. <laughs> Literally. Like, for real, that's why he was famous. That's what he was famous for. <laughs> Bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, stupid. Willing to hype up anything with no substance behind it. Just a fucking asshole, you know? You know, but America... You know, we have an infatuation with those kind of dumb shits, you know, and we confuse them with being confident or something. I, I don't know, you know. I don't know what it is. But he just sort of lingered around decade after decade after decade. Um, the late 90s, he after his sixth bankruptcy, it looked like he was finally done. I remember being just kind of relieved because it, it, that was kind of the way the news presented it. Like, he's he's done now, you know. He's he's legit bankrupt. All banks are just not lending him money anymore. They're all aware that it's a complete fraud. You know, all U.S. banks stopped lending him money. The 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 scheme caught up to him. He was creating companies under the guise of being a profitable venture, which he had no intention of it of being so. Or he was just. You know, <clears throat> so wildly incompetent and willing to, you know, launder money or take a turn a blind eye to money laundering and stuff. It's if his intent was as purely for as it being a shell company, it, it's hard. It, I mean, either way, um, six different bankruptcies. That the cat was out of the bag, and this was in the late nineties. Late nineties, I had already. I like just I was you know graduating high school and stuff, and he was he was done, you know it was over, finally. I'm so I was so tired of hearing about him, you know, ever since I was a kid. But nope. Just a few years later, he got to become a host of a game show, and now people are like. Oh, he's a successful businessman. No, you fucking idiots. He's the host of a game show. He's pretending to be a successful businessman. I know it's confusing because his character that he's playing is him with the same name. But they do that in movies all the time, you know. Um, what's it? Zombieland. Bill Murray played Bill Murray. You know, but you know, Bill Murray's. But he, you know, he just he just played himself. People have done that in movies all the time. But that's that's basically what that show was. It was a sort of very edited, very specific version of Donald Trump, and it was a game show. It was make believe. It was pretend. It was not reality. <laughs> I mean, the contestants were real people and all that, yes, but it, it, it's a produced show, you know? It's choreographed and all that kind of thing. It's, it's television, you know? It's meant to entertain, you know? What people saw as entertaining in Donald, Donald Trump, I, I don't, I never, I just never liked that fucking guy. I never liked that stupid show. It was just fucking fuck. 
Just a fucking wealthy fucking asshole. He just fucked people over his whole life, never paid any consequences, and then got rewarded for it. And then got to be the host of this big show. They got him money because he was on the show, and then he did started, and then he became more famous, so then he started like putting his name on all kinds of shit again. And then within a few years, he was broke again. Just losing money all over the place, you know? Is he purposely losing just to avoid taxes? Uh, reports are that his hospital bill uh, from getting corona and being treated at Walter Reed Medical Center, which is the you know state-of-the-art medical facilities, of course, because it's that's where presidents go if they get sick. It's very normal; people don't get to get treated there. Uh, but his uh, would have cost his bill would have been about a hundred thousand dollars to the average person if they had gotten treated there. He pays $750 in federal income tax in 2016. Yeah. What better guy to represent the Republican Party? <laughs> the. It's just. It's very frustrating. Because there's, there's like heavy shit going on. You know, what is a society? What is our country? We're going to just kind of, people are just going to be so apathetic and indifferent. You know, there's, people are dying now, you know. we got to have bipartisan support. You must have bipartisan support in order to get the law to, you know, bipartisan. Yeah. Our sort of um, accepting of that false premise of bipartisanship is uh I think one of the things that has gotten us into this quagmire. You know, there's two options. Really. I mean there are other ones, but they're not presented that way. And why is that? What's what's going on there? You know? Why is it just these two? You know? Especially when one of them is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. It's just for whatever reason, the news doesn't explain it that way. They just say, this is the Republican Party. Republican representative so-and-so, what do you think? No, that organization protects the interests of the wealthy. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. they, they talk about all kinds of things. That's great. The first thing they did when Donald Trump was president was they voted a tax law that primarily benefited wealthy people and corporations. Shortly after that tax bill, there were some people that lost their jobs because some corporations started firing people. Hey, the wealth gap is bigger than it's ever been before. Does the marginal tax, wealth tax, and estate tax, do they affect regular people? No. In any sort of negative way? No. Yeah. Is it a punishment of success if the wealthy have to pay more in taxes, like percentage-wise, than regular people? No. No, it's not. Are they still extravagantly wealthy, even after that higher percentage tax than what the regular people have to pay? Well, of course. Yes. How much does a home cost? How much does a car cost? How much do things cost generally? And even if you go on the crazy ends, 
So many, only so many things you can buy. Yeah. So if your net income is, say, 10, 15, 20 million dollars in a year, who gives a fuck what you started with? You know? Oh, I, the, the contract said, you know, 120 million or whatever. You know, that, that was your gross income, 120 million, but your net pay was whatever after taxes and fees and such. How are you possibly going to survive on $10 million in a year? Oh, oh, oh. But the Republican Party actually does that. They'll send pundits on to TV, and they'll be critical of the marginal tax. You know, it, it's a tax a few thousand people are going to be paying. Yeah, they're still extravagantly wealthy after it. But the money raised... It makes sure that the the bridge that you're driving over doesn't fall down while you're driving over it, you know? <laughs> How about that? That's a good idea, eh? Huh? What do you think? <laughs> or how about, like, when you get sick, you go to the doctor and you get healed? How about that? That's a good idea, huh? Yeah. What do you think? And then how about the schools that your children go to? It doesn't have like ceiling tiles falling from it or, and, and shit like that. You know, it's like a well-built and well-maintained school. Safe. Teachers are well-paid and stuff like that. Why not? Yeah. Uh-huh. A few thousand people have to pay a bit more. Oh, heck. How are they going to survive? Well, just fine. Y yeah. Your net income is several million after taxes. You're doing okay. Buy some real estate. Buy some annuities. One year of income, you've just set yourself up with guaranteed income, virtually guaranteed, for the rest of your life. And your house is paid for, and you get so, boom, you're done. You're set. One year. You did it. Congratulations. Okay? You, you don't need to be arrogant about it, though, you know? Okay? It's like, you got a bunch of money in one year? Cool. You, you, you don't need to be buying off politicians to try to get a lower tax rate. Okay. That's, that's not how you earn more. Go out and get it. You know? You don't need to get more just by trying to get your tax rate lowered. You know? There's ways for people that are at the upper ends of income to earn massive amounts. Just by kind of already having money. It's important to understand that that group of people is extravagantly wealthy. Not not people making a couple hundred thousand. No, no. No, like people making millions, you know. The top 2% of incomers. That is what that is who whom the Republican Party represents in their doing. You know. Again, rhetoric they, they, they found these certain social issues or whatever. They get certain people really riled up, so they'll talk about them, you know. Uh, and it gets certain groups of people in the, within the working class real excited and real fired up. Now again, when it comes to the doing, <laughs> they're, they're the Republican Party, the people with R's next to their name, that are living in D.C., representing various states and, and such. Yeah, they're, they're going to be doing things that benefit the wealthy. 
and and corporations yeah that, that that's that is what they do you know anything that's going to have any benefit to the working class they're going to be voting against and even if the the so-called stress on the wealthy is minimal to any to, to none you know uh, it, yeah it, they'll still vote against it if there's any chance that the wealthy have to pay a smidge more to help pay their debt to society you know there's a lot of people doing a lot of work you know that aren't properly getting you know we're not yeah there's going to be kind of a system collapse type thing if if the if the wealth gap gets too too ridiculous you know it's that's not going to work so um but we got to get away from this this thing where we just swing from one to the other you know if you're a conservative and your things are small government and minimal taxation great i'm right on board with you there small government yes minimal taxation yes not no taxes because then that's that means everything is privately funded including the military, including public school. There is no public school. Everything is private, purely on your own, complete laissez-faire. There, there is no government, because it, you, unless it's just purely volunteer or whatever. It, yeah, so you'll kind of get... And then it... Well, then it, the government would still be... Anyway. <laughs> I don't want any taxes at all. Well, he, 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 yeah gonna pay something in taxes man you want the right to say i don't want to pay any taxes okay great it's pretty cool that we live in a country where you're able to just talk shit about the government and all that kind of thing being able to kind of do that and you know not have people kind of i don't know cause harm to you and stuff and having your rights protected and just making sure that the infrastructure of the place is all maintained there's a certain level of order that's sort of the idea of government but we've kind of getting into this weird one here this uh, our democracy is in a weird state because the uh it's like the individual quests for power and and money and all that has sort of it's become like more concentrated in the government or something and now we're, there's like this extreme you know, we have a, a true outlier right now as president right now with Trump. I mean, this is no, it, his is no meteoric rise. It's an absurdity beyond, you know, it, it's a reflex, it's a reflection of a society in some dire straits that we probably just didn't even realize, you know. Taking a few steps back, you know, you got uh, Barack Obama, first African-American president, elected in 2008, sworn in 2009. What were some of the things that were going on back then? You know, you have this Tea Party movement that was comparing Barack Obama to Hitler. Wow! You know, how kind of... <laughs> I mean... How lacking an understanding of the history of World War II do you have to be to compare Barack Obama to fucking Hitler? Like, what What the fuck? How the fuck did that happen? But, 
I think Donnie Trump and some kind of fringe elements of the Republican Party, they, they saw an opportunity right there. You, you got big groups of working class people that are, you know, big signs saying things like that, like protesting health care. They're getting upset at the idea that they'll have health care as a right. Like. And then some of those very, like, regular working class folk, you know, they fill out a W-2, they make 30, 40, 50 grand a year type thing. Some of them are the very ones that responded to Sarah Palin's, uh, you know, death panel thing. You know, she was getting all upset about the estate tax. Yeah, that's, that's a tax on a state's worth like over five and a half million. And that number's gone up since then. It's a tax on a state's worth over like a really big amount. But you got these working class people getting all fired up about it. Regular folk. It, so yeah, I mean, that, that was an opportunity. Donald Trump had run for president before. Um, but... He'd never gotten very far. He'd run as a Democrat, Reform Party. Uh, and I think at least once before as a Republican. So, um, you know, he just threw his hat in again. But I think he must have shot, you know, he, he had a, there was an opportunity there. And uh, his way of stirring the pot was during the eight years of the Obama presidency. Um, because that Tea Party movement, it very much was kind of rooted in clear and obvious manipulation of ignorance of the ignorant you know um the tea party was kind of created by the Koch brothers the 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 coal industry you know the guys that own coal and so some of the tea party stuff was like minimal regulation <laughs> on coal and stuff and you got these working class folk regular people that are all yeah right there's there is too much regulation we should have, coal is clean, bad health care, no, because that's socialism, that's like Hitler and stuff, I mean, just wild, like, what the fuck, but it got like, it got like airtime, and then there was like people that ran on those platforms that actually got elected, and actually got into government, you know, so, you know, it was an opportunity for someone like Trump. A sucker's born every minute. I mean, there's there's the whole huge groups of these people that were proudly proclaiming their views on national television. You know? Like, kind of like, here we are. Here we are. Trying to come and manipulate our vote. And we'll give away our vote and freedom for you. They're, they, you know, they're proudly admitting to the world that they're not really paying attention you know, they're not really getting, <laughs> you know, they didn't really process history in a way that is, you know, jives with what actually happened and stuff. You know, they they got a little confused, but God bless them. Life is tough. There's a lot of shit going on. And so that kind of stuff just kind of either went over the heads or they just didn't really process it in a way. You know, history, U.S. history, world history, those kind of things, it just... Not everyone gets it, you know. Not everyone processes that information, you know. Sometimes 
we people who enjoy school in some way uh, or enjoy reading and such or you know enjoy learning about the world take for granted that not everyone is that way you know and then there are some people that pretend to be but aren't i would not say that i'm a scholar but i did you know there's certain themes of history and certain you know themes of some of these falls of empires uh, sort of and then these sort of um you know authoritarian type leaders and then the use of like misinformation and stuff like that you know that and how people responded i mean you're supposed to learn from history it's like these are these are the things that people did before so you can see the before and the after you, you get you get to see what led to what what thing how things responded and what what the outcome was allows you to sort of have a pretty good idea of things to come based on for where we've been however you still need to look forward of course but what do you, what are we looking toward what 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 are we what are we hoping for and, and expecting you know based off of our actions and based off of how things with similar kind of themes in the past have worked out you know but uh you know eight ten years ago we got that tea party thing getting going lots of kind of rowdy kind of anti-establishment folk sort of but then sort of voting for the establishment you know if ever there was more embodiment of the establishment it's the republican party you know that, that's that's what they represent you know deregulation of, of big corporations that pollute a bunch how does that benefit a regular person no but why would that benefit a normal person it, it's just you know it, it doesn't you know, donald trump brags about the fact that he's cut a bunch of regulations you know, it, 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 there's too much red tape. Yeah. Standards for air quality so that prevents companies from polluting too much. Yeah, that, yeah. Encouraging companies to be more, you know, sustainable energy-wise, you know. Yeah, that, that, hmm. I mean, like it's just one of those is what it is things. I mean, the Republican Party is what it is. And they've been drifting that way for a while. They're drifting to more and more extremes. And, you know, I think, you know, they, they sold those years of the Tea Party thing. And then, you know, so-called moderate Republicans allowing themselves to drift toward that way of sort of thinking of... Uh, any regulation on a company is being sort of overreach or something and then providing health care to the people is somehow unconstitutional and stuff you know it's just crazy like i mean there's various factions of the republican party but there's this the there's the faction now that, that it's the sort of blatant manipulation of low information voters and and that's really what they are you know 
There, there's lots and lots of people that do vote, but don't really pay much attention to anything, you know, or getting all their information from one source and one source alone, you know. So, yeah, the, the Republican Party is the, the organization that very much takes advantage of those people. Yeah, because for many of those people, the, the information source for them is a propaganda station for the Republican National Committee. It's known as Fox News. Yeah, Fox News presents information in a way to be most appealing to the Republican Party in the current moment. Which is... <laughs> takes some extreme moral and ethical and mental flexibility uh, to be able to engage in such an endeavor uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. But uh, the pundits who do it make a, an exorbitant amount of money doing that particular activity. Um, because, yeah... The things that Fox News says are, are just wildly out there. I mean, you know, it, it's unfortunate that so many people get their news from there, you know. Now, Fox News as a channel, they do have a few here and there that are, would have, in the old days, been called to sort of a normal conservative-leaning newscaster. Like Chris Wallace's uh, son of Mike Wallace. He used to be on 60 Minutes and other... Um, investigative journalist going way back always ask the really tough questions and was kind of a known as kind of a hard ass but uh you know he, he was a good journalist but those kind of you know chris is kind of an exception there and then he still kind of leans certainly republican so you're never going to get too far away from that sort of information being presented in such a way to be most appealing to the Republican Party, which is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. That is, that is what they do. That is their primary objective. Why do you know it's the primary objective? <laughs> Over 200,000 people have died in this country. People are unemployed. The economy is sagging. What has the Republican Party done? Well, they've... They've given some money to a cruise line. Yeah. They're trying to confirm a Supreme Court judge. Yeah. There, there was a stimulus on the table, but they kind of backed out of it. They're not really worried about that right now. Yeah. Even with people dying, <laughs> um, a lot of people, and people, you know, becoming homeless, you know, more than just losing their job and stuff, you know, like things getting pretty dire out there. And they kind of top it off. They're, they're a guy, they're, they're number one Donnie, good old Donnie, um, has coronavirus. They refuse to say when he last tested negative. Yeah, and he's holding rallies. In some of those areas where there was rallies in the past, there was spike in cases. Yeah, it's a deadly contagious airborne disease, which he knew back in February. But he's the Republican Party's guy. They, they, I mean, yeah, that's that's who they want. I mean, he he did sign a law like several years ago already 
that gave wealthy people more more money. So, yeah, that's that's all he needed to do. That was his objective. And they got conservative judges, which are judges that tend to favor in, on the corporate side of things instead of the individual human being. So that's real neat for us, huh? Yay, yay, humanity, or or what? No, I don't know. What it, I mean, what's the win? We're going to be doing so much winning. We'll be tired of winning, old Donnie said a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know about that. That 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 just seems like it was kind of a bald-faced lie. And unfortunately. <laughs> There are still tens of millions of folks out there that are buying Donnie's bullshit. You know, one whole organization is actually. <laughs> yeah, they're fully supporting them still. Some of them are starting to get a little queasy about their own political futures. So they're sort of hemming and hawing about whether or not Donnie is fit to be president of the United States. And they're sort of kind of hinting at. If his poll numbers go low enough or something, then they'll try to, you know, sever ties with them. Because they, they don't want they don't want old Donnie to pull down their political futures. But yeah, they all kind of hitch their whatever. What the fuck is the old expression? Hitch their they hitch they, they hitch the thing on the on the wagon with the, with Donnie in the lead. No, that's not how it goes. They 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 committed to the Trump thing. They went all in, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean they went for it, you know. Mr. Trump abused his power as president. Now, that, that's not an opinion. And in fact, the Republican Party barely even, you know, denied that. You know, Mr. Trump abused his power as president. That is what happened. However, the Republican Party's argument was... <laughs> Abusing your power is not a justification for being removed from president in their eyes. So, yeah, so although he was impeached for abusing his power and obstruction of justice, he was not removed by the Republican-controlled Senate. Yeah. You know? I think what it is is the Republican Party basically they sees that they saw that Trump is what he is. He, he, he most likely not going to reelect. So maybe they could just stick with them for a little while longer, get more conservative judges in there that are going to favor inside of corporations. Maybe get another tax bill that gets even more money to wealthy people. Maybe get a few programs cut that benefit regular people for a few more years. If Trump's stock sags too low then just sever ties just cut loose right at the last moment or something and then get reelected, and then just try to be the sort of uh 
strict opposition to the democratic option be such a sort of uh, profound obstructor of any sort of progress that people will get frustrated with the whole process and either not vote or just out of pure spite vote for you the very person that was obstructing the whole process to begin with hmm. you know and around and around and around we go you know it's uh, amazing you know we got to go from one to the other. You know, the other one had the part that was in control for a little while. So now it's got to be the other one. You know, you got to have Republican, then Democrat. And then Republican for like maybe two. And then you got to have Democrat for one, maybe two. And then Republican one. And then one, one, one. And then, you know, like it's 300 million plus people in this country. We got to have more organizations, you know. One of the two main options only focuses on about 2% of the population as far as laws being rip written, as far as actual doing, you know, the, the doing. They protect the 2%, you know, one of their own, a, a sort of, you know, they're, they're sort of village idiot, you know, I mean, but he was one of them, you know. One of the Republican Party even said that, you know, he may be the idiot, but he's, he's our idiot, <laughs> you know, and that, that's, that was true. Donnie Trump was born into the affluent class, the elite to the elites. Donnie Trump was born into the elites, the top 2% of the most wealthy people in the, in our society. And he was born into that group. And the organization that protects that group at the political level is called the Republican National Committee, the grand old party. That's what they do, and especially more implicitly in recent times. They used to be more of a small government, you know, minimal government in intervention, states' rights, individual liberty. They used to be, you know, in theory, those kind of things. Uh, but they kind of sort of wavered away from those kind of principles long, long, long ago. Um, it's why they sort of are the same in name only. Like Donnie Trump likes to say, we're the party. We're the party of uh, Abraham Lincoln, you know. We, but I don't, most people didn't know that, but you know. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Like, who would have known? I just, you know, I just found that out the other day. <laughs> He's, I mean, that's, that is the name of the organization that uh, Abraham Lincoln was. Yeah, a member of, yeah, you know, Republican. That's what he ran as. But uh, the similarities kind of end there. You know, a different century and then the actual views of the members and stuff, it's, it, they just kept the name because it's the idea of the, you know, what's best for the Republic, you know, it's sort of a, a focus on, on the idea of, of the Republic, the, the, this whole country as a whole. But maybe not as always as much as all the people in it. I mean, so it it's just a different view of government, you know. But it kind of changed over time to what it is now, where it's just, it's government should be focused on catering to the aristocracy and to growing big business. And that's it. And that's really what government's purpose is, is to allow corporations and businesses to be as big and massive and really as destructive as they want too, as long as they're earning a profit and uh, that all the profits 
should go to the most affluent. And that, that's kind of what the modern-day Republican Party is. The doing. Again, the doing. The actual voting on and, and such. You know, they're, they're outright stubborn de defiant defense of Mr. Trump during the impeachment was kind of, you know, he, I mean, he, he was one of their own. Again, he, he was their idiot. He was the village idiot, but he was one of their own. I mean, he delivered on their promise, on his promise to them, his constituents. He cut taxes for the wealthy and he cut taxes for corporations and he did do it quickly, very early on. And they had a big celebration in front of the White House, you know, that day, back in 2017. They had done it. They had achieved their objective. They had convinced millions of regular working class folk to go along with their pick, Donnie Trump. They threw him out this, they threw this, you know, clown show, dumb shit, you know, game show host guy. And... Those working class people actually fell for it, and they and they went for it. They voted for him. They actually did it. And how the Republican Party reward those people? <laughs> it, yeah, they, they cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. That's what they do. That's their objective. That's their primary goal, to benefit the interest of the wealthy. They'll say other things. Small government, minimal taxation, all that sort of bullshit to lull you in. To believing that they have these sort of true, wonderful intentions. No. <laughs> it's take the other thing, look at the leaders. Who are the people leading that organization? What are they truly about? How do they carry themselves? What have they done with their time and political office? What how have they voted year after year after year? Yeah. It is what it is, you know. Working class people got to stop accepting this idea that there's the only other option is the Democrats or something. I totally understand not really digging the Democrats that bit that much. Yeah. So if you're for democracy, that that's the one you got. If you, if you think government should represent the people, you basically just have that one. I mean, it seems like there should be a shit ton of options, you know. We got to get more like down ballot options, more more different independence, third party, and such in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, uh, especially because there, there's it's a it's just it's all gummed up in there. You know, you got this this organization that's only focused really primarily, first and foremost, on protecting the interest of the top two percent, two percent of the population. Most of their laws benefit that group. Very minimal to any benefit to everyone else. That group, their representatives, control the Senate. They have majority control. You know. Now, why does news not presented in this way? Well, because news is big media. It's not fake news. It's, it's corporate news. It's not fake. You know. It's just how things are presented, what stories are written, how, how the two sides are presented, you know. A few weeks till the election and there, a lot of news are already kind of going through the, the normal, you know, political campaign 
thing, you know, oh, Trump's, it's like, um, a vote for Trump is a vote for fascism. It's kind of voting to potentially lose your right to vote. He's already threatening to discount votes and such. You know, he, he's threatening to not respect the results of the election. So he, he's running on an anti-democratic platform. So it, it's kind of the Republican primary objective of the last few years, but on steroids, it's, it's a whole nother level of like kind of blatant vindictiveness, authoritarian impulses, you know, really once the president gets and like, what, that's the scary thing though. It's the precedent, the precedent <laughs> set with, uh, this president, I know I'm thinking about that SNL skit. It's like Bill Burr. It's, uh, man. It's, because what's the standard now, you know? I mean, we're going to actually allow Mr. Trump to not only complete a four-year term, despite the fact that he abused his power and is blatantly and clearly and obviously unqualified to be president. I mean, what are the standards now? But we're going to let him finish his term anyway. And not only that, we're going to let him try and run for a second term. We're not just going to say, like, there isn't something that we can come to as a society to say at a minimum, look, whoever the Republican Party wants, fine. They got to go with someone else besides Trump. They got to pick somebody else. You know, come on now. You, you got to pick somebody different. How about Bill Weld? You know, he seems he was going to try to run. He was trying to get the Republican Party's nomination. <clears throat> why, like, why, they, why does it just have to be, they, they, they just have to plow forward? Trump is clearly and obviously unqualified to be president, but they're unwilling to budge. The Republican Party is unwilling to relent. Like, they really are the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. Like, they don't give a fuck about anything else. Like, holy shit. You know? They're still going to go through with it? They're still going to... Like, we're still just going to have Don Donald Trump on the ballot. What the fuck? The Republican Party isn't just going to rescind their nomination or something? They're just going to go through with it? I mean, he delivered... Wealthy people got more money. Corporations, too. Yeah, if 200,000 people have died and he's been completely inept and indifferent to the response, he even caught corona because of his callousness. And then he's holding super spreader events. Yeah. He's threatening to not respect the results of the election. You know, he abused his power. He's... <laughs> I mean, but they did nominate him. It's not like it was a secret that Donald Trump was a con man and just kind of a wealthy schmuck. But, you know, we love celebrity in this country, you know. We, we, we just have a thing for celebrities and stuff and people on TV and we get enamored with them. And Donnie Trump was just one of those people that was on TV for a long time. He didn't do anything great or anything. He wasn't. He wasn't a respected member of our society or anything, but he was, he was on TV, you know. But he was just one of those weird ones that was just sort of forced upon us. You know, news would just sort of put him on.
Like, did anyone really ask to hear about him? But because he was on so much that then, like, he just was able to exploit that fame into, you know, a notoriety into some sort of income stream for a while. You know, create publicity for some venture. It's just... Just so disappointing that so many people fell for it. So many. And so stubbornly so, too. Like, so boastful about it. So, like, proud and arrogant. And, like, loudly proclaiming that they were voting for Trump. Like, people with college degrees and stuff. You know? Like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> You're really that indifferent to the process? You're really just so focused on your career that and, and not paying attention? You're not reading a newspaper every day or something? Or, or what? I like, I don't... Or maybe you are reading a newspaper, so you're following news, but you haven't just... You just haven't been following pop culture for the last 30 years. Like, it, that could be a thing. Because if you're following pop culture, well, then you would have been more aware of Trump, you know, because he was in the news, but he was also just this kind of goofy character you know just he had no business being a president like and that was all clear long before but and anyone that knew anything about his story knew that he was not famous for being a successful businessman like that, that was a myth that was his myth he was pretending to be successful it was all a mirage, but you didn't, I mean, yes, I, I did get a college degree in marketing, so I it was a little more in tuned, I guess, to the business world, but I certainly am not a, and then I later became a financial advisor for a little while, but I was, there's certainly, there's certainly like levels of knowledge when it comes to like finance and uh, business and such. I would say I'm a, you know, I'm a, well, you know. My GPA in my major was probably like a 3-3. Three, three. So that's probably about what my major and what my level of expertise is. And business, very specific business topics and such. But, you know, good broad understanding of business. And knowing that, I knew the Trump story long, long ago. Like before the show came on, The Apprentice. I was aware that he had not created any newly successful business venture prior to The Apprentice. After his last bankruptcy, he disappeared. And I remember that it was like there was some finality to it. And the U.S. banks had stopped lending him money. So he was done. The, the gig was up, you know, like... You know, U.S. banks knew that the, a Trump-run organization was just a scam. And they'd finally learned that. Yes, he was very famous and supposedly quite wealthy. But it was all a trick. That was discovered in the late 90s. <laughs> you know? But then this producer of... Uh, I think he also produced Survivor. Uh, if I... Correct... He wanted to produce like a business-themed game show, and he thought Donald Donald Trump, an old Donnie, would be a good uh, host. And so, yeah, like, he kind of became the centerpiece of the show, where he would kind of play this very successful businessman 
which he wasn't at the time. He didn't, and he didn't have anything going. I, I remember that. I like, I remember when the show came on, and they were like, and that that opening montage, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, it's like the previous two or three years, they just pretended like they didn't happen, or all the years prior, like he hadn't done anything yet to redeem himself. It's just we're going to put him on a show now because he's well he is still famous every most people still knew who he was but he hadn't created anything he hadn't had a successful business venture still you know it's like what the fuck <laughs> and then the fucking show becomes a hit it's like <laughs> ugh. and at the time i was you know midway through college when that stupid fucking show came on and it was like fuck is that really what being a business major is? Is that fucking guy, Donald Trump. Just pretend to know stuff. Just to, just wear a nice suit, you know? And, and fucking just, just get on TV any way you can. Do your companies earn a profit? Nah, who cares? Just, just be famous or something. I don't, I mean, just, just money, money, money. That, that's it. That's all it's about. Like, fuck, you know, I remember, I don't know, it's like I had this stubborn defiance that, you know, because, well, there's financial aid, you know, so with college, it's like, so once you're kind of down a ways in college, you start switching majors or something, then, uh, you know, it takes more time, then you might run out of financial aid, so it's kind of, it was, there was a certain level of, got to get this done in a certain amount of time, but I remember this, that show was coming on. I was already like only a year or two-ish from getting my degree, so I just kind of stuck with it. It was very deflating, kind of realizing that that's that's truly what business is. It's just it's just about making money. That's it, you know. And even if there's no substance behind it, even if it's all just a mirage, it doesn't even matter. Sometimes you can just get away with it. People will still give you money. And then, but, you know, it's certainly not how I would want to run a business. I would want it to be a, a some sort of entity that has some sort of positive benefit to more than just me, you know, positive benefit to the community and such, you know, why else create an entity? It, it, it just, I never understood his, his whole mindset. It's just so, so, you know, but now he's the president seeking a second term. Vote for Trump is a vote for Trump. It's government for Trump. Caters to Trump. Caters to him, his whims and desires and impulses. You know, it's very scary. The most dominant lethal military in the world. The most diverse populace in the history of human civilization. Controlled by him, Donnie Trump. Famous con man and former game show host. Picked by the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. <sighs> well. All we have to do is vote him out. Anyone but Trump. I'm going Biden. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you vote. Vote as early as you can. Early as you can. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. 
God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.